Hello and welcome. I'm Steve. And I'm Brooms. And I'm... what? Hello and welcome. I'm Steve. And I'm Al. And I'm Brett. And this is Fools with Tools, a podcast for the bothersome Besson Squire. Gentlemen, how are we? What have we been sweeping up this week? Oh, That segues very nicely into what I'm working on, so I'll go first. I am well frustrated with the quality of brooms in our comments. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck me. (laughs) So I decided to make my own, and I'm forging the main handle out of steel because that will not break or bend or snap in half mid-sweep like most of the crappy brooms. So I've been doing a bit of forging, but we're prepping for the classes coming up. We have blacksmithing class next week and then a knife making class a week or two after that. And then all the October stuff coming up. So it's been a bit busy around the shop. Lots of cleaning and after a discussion with Chris Cash, it was like, what makes the best, best broom in your mind? And he goes, there is no answer to that. Whatever you make will be the best broom. And I was like, great. <laughs> so knowing that there will be some little, uh, there will be some fun attached to the video because I'm filming it and I hope to get the video done sometime in the near future, but we'll see what happens with with all the work that has to be done for the classes. But that's it for me. Lots of lots of long days of cleaning and organizing. Fun, fun, fun. Oh, uh, the most fun. Al, Seth, what about you? Uh, I've been sweeping up uh, dog dirt and Yay! children's discarded food items and uh, various empty beer vessels. Um, so I've been away all weekend with all my... Friends from my childhood, um, who have been my friends for like 25 years, and we always get together every summer, like a lads lads weekend retreat. Lads, uh, lads. But no, they're all now married with children. So that <laughs> became a lads with partners and children and doggos retreat, which is fantastic, <laughs> but there was 35 of us in a house. Oh, of, no. Yeah. Uh, 25 of which were children. <laughs> <laughs> and about six dogs. So it was it was amazing but i'm exhausted and so, most likely we'll get sick in the next sort of three hours of yeah. course so we need to wrap this up <laughs> Brilliant. well that segues nicely into what i've been up to this week uh because i was at work and then was ill it was lovely i went up to see a friend uh friday uh one of the guys who used to work with in bristol uh felt a bit sniffly on the way back um sorry on the way up and uh had a few cups of coffee felt great drove home sat down and then basically couldn't stand up. I went to go have a wee and I had to sit on the windowsill because I was going to fall over because my head went all weird and wobbly. So, I spent... <laughs> so you, you peed from the windowsill? <laughs> I just peed on the windowsill. That's impressive. <laughs> um, yeah, so I ended up sitting in the bathroom for five minutes whilst my head recovered and um, then went to bed early and spent most of Saturday sat on the sofa going, I don't think I can move. Uh, and then today I had a kind of a relaxed morning, a bit like that. Um, but went to see another friend who 
it's their or oh, sorry friends their kids birthday today um so it's their first child's second birthday their second their first so hang on let me start Jesus. that again their first child's second birthday but their second child was born at 4am yesterday morning uh so they are both fucking shattered <laughs> uh, but it was really good catching up with them because I haven't seen them in ages. And then I went to see my friends and we had Game Zero for a D&D group that we're doing. Uh, and it's all the guys who used to play D&D with. And Ooh. now Jazz is joining in as well. So nice. she's like had her first experience of like what D&D is actually about. Um, so we're just talking about like world building and stuff like that. And we're actually playing the first game probably next week. Um, but it's going to be like a... Uh, fortnightly uh, D&D group which is going to be really good for me because it means that like it's regular enough that we can keep it going but not so much that I can't actually commit the time to it so Mm -hmm. I'm super excited about getting to play D&D again because it's good fun and you just got to bring a forged D20 well it's funny you say that I've I've been thinking about some D&D stuff that I can make for uh or some D&D kind of accessories that I want to make. Um, and I've got a couple of video ideas, but not sure when I'm going to get a chance to do them because it's time. Uh, also, both of you are leaning in exactly the same way. You've both got your elbow <laughs> on the desk, your fist in your face. Green grab. Uh, yeah, and you both look beautiful. It's almost, it's almost like a sign that you're bored of uh, what I'm talking about and we should move into the topic. <laughs> So, uh, that topic is signs. Uh, not like the ones you see on the motorway that tell you where the service stations are. You say that. Well, yeah, I suppose. Um, this is more of the M. Night Shyamalan yeah. signs. With the yeah, we're going to talk about baseball for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> Until five minutes left in the movie. Yeah. Uh, so, Al, do you want to do you want to run with this one for a bit because it was your kind of idea? Yeah, or... I think there's just um, there's a lot of kind of navigation points in life, and especially during like when you're making stuff that uh, not necessarily are warning signs; they're not always negative, like red flags and stuff that come up. But when I'm on a like a creative process, or I'm coming up with ideas, or I'm building something, or I'm getting materials, or whatever. There's always things that come up and then like you kind of don't notice them. It's like the 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 black cat in the matrix thing. It's like, huh. you know, you, you, you don't really pay much attention to it. But then actually it was really pivotal or it was really important or you should have been paying attention to it or yeah. um, or that little creaking sound or that little knot in the wood. Like, ah, don't worry about that little guy. And then it yeah. comes back to haunt you like at the end of the project and totally destroys it. But um, there's always these, yeah, there's always these markers and I think it's worth try to find out how to identify them or which one's the ones you ignore or which one's the one you pay attention to. It could be like someone giving you advice. So like, you know, Oh, you know, so-and-so said to do this, but I'm not going to, I'm just going to ignore them. I'm going to do it this way. Anyway, usually yeah. it turns out that they were right and you should have listened to them. Like <laughs> when I tell you things, Steve, and you just ignore me and then yeah. you're like, Oh yeah, I need <laughs> yeah, to remind really myself. Good idea. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I just, I, I like identifying. I like how, there's sort of this existential thing around them that they um, present themselves to you as if there's like a, a higher power that's kind of giving you hints and tips. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just just the idea of signs. Um, 
along the way in whatever you're doing these little sort of markers and and um flags basically yeah no, I like I, that. yeah 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 positive uh, and negative yeah correct? absolutely yeah because i mean there's, there's everything from like signs of uh like if, if i'm down if i'm like especially when i was working um uh like doing the it stuff and doing shifts like i if i went down the workshop but i was still in a shit headspace because you know i i've not slept in four days properly because of being <laughs> on call and all that and you know, I go down there and I'm like, right, I'm you know, I'm gonna do this, that, and the other. And if I burn myself before I've even got the forge lit, yeah. I'm taking that as a sign that actually, you know what? Just I shouldn't. Yeah. yeah just go home. <laughs> um and at the same time, if I have a day off and I'm like, ah, I'm just gonna sit and I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have a nice slow morning. I'm gonna make myself a nice coffee, I'm gonna sit on the sofa for a couple hours and watching YouTube and then maybe I'll go down the workshop and do something. <laughs> and uh and I open up YouTube and like the suggest all of the suggested videos are like Brett forging a <laughs> bayonet or like you building a champagne supernova. Why was that the first thing that came into my head? Uh, Some of indie music. <laughs> but oh. like yeah if if all the, the first videos are all build videos I'm like ah oh, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I, I should get up and I should go do some work. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I like but, that. I like the sort of um, the subliminal stuff as well. Yeah. Or the, the stuff that's like, oh, that's too much of a coincidence. Like, I'm, I have to go and do it now. Yeah. yeah. Or yeah. Like, you, 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 you drive past like a, a skip and there's something sticking out of it that you can use exactly what you need for that project. And it's like, there's no way that this wasn't placed here by like future me coming back yeah. like Bill and Ted, you know what I mean? It's like, it just, it, it, yeah. So like signs you can't ignore. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 and I really like it. Like, um, like you guys were saying, like the fact that there's, there's positive ones as well, because mm. it's so easy to just think of that as from a negative point of view, like, Oh, that, you know, that, that broom broke. That means I, you know, <laughs> I need to stop sweeping the floor or that, uh, I burnt myself before I lit the forge or, you know, whatever. No, but I mean, it's it's for me. It's it's the initial thing is like a negative because like, oh god, yeah, obviously. But it's what it actually is is like a really good and powerful learning tool. Yeah. So if it's like, oh, every every fucking broom I've got seems to like bend at the same place. It's like maybe you're using the wrong broom. Yeah. You know, or maybe you're asking too much of it, and it's designed for like sweeping little laminated flooring in a kitchen, not a massive industrial concrete workshop. <laughs> yeah, that's. That's one hundred percent what it is. So it's like it's all all this stuff that's like frustrating you, and it's like oh, you know, I heard that creaking noise. You know, my back started to go when I was lifting that big thing. It's like yeah, that's that's a sign that you you're not doing it properly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I so love it's an opp- the... it's opportunity to to go. Actually, what kind of broom do I need? What is the right way to do this? Maybe I can learn something from this. Yeah, yeah. Turning those into positives, or trying to search for whatever kind of meaning in those, in those very, very ethereal things that pop into your head, like the, the billboard that you drive past. And you're like, now what I am currently dealing with a thing. And that stupid billboard has some word on it that just clicks with you, whether or not you take it as a negative or as, as a positive. I love seeing what the outcome is yeah. or kind of telling yourself that like, okay, based on that, coincidence 
I'm going to play the day slightly different than what I was planning, or I'm going to do this project slightly different than what I was planning. And if the outcome ends up being beneficial or a positive one, then you're able to kind of be more aware of that in the future. I feel like where today, today, as I was working before the podcast, I quenched a hot bit of steel and was mostly done forging Mm -hmm. and had like one or two more heats to go. And then the steel that I quenched like reheated itself because I hadn't quenched the entire length of it. And I totally grabbed it and burnt my hand, which (laughs) sucks. And rather than, you know, continuing to swing the hammer, which I think I could, I, it's not horrible, but it definitely hurts. Um, it was like, well, wait, if I stop now, what, how has the day changed? Yeah. I was going to try and get a bunch of work done on this project, but in actuality, like I have some stuff I need to attend to at the apartment. I need to do some cleaning and things. And then what if I wake up tomorrow morning and go, oh man, I'm, I'm ahead of the game. My, my apartment's yeah. clean. I feel like everything's done. I'll, all I have to do is focus on this build and project and the classes. Yeah. And if I hadn't burnt myself, I would have never come home and done all of that stuff. And now I'm in a better mood because of it. It's like finding the positive outcome of something that starts out negative. I like when those moments happen. Yeah, I am. Um, I, <laughs> I like the, the kind of that, that kind of thought process to it of, of, of like you say, like going, well, I could carry on and yeah, I'll have rather than doing half a day of shit work that, in actuality, I'm probably going to make a mistake. I'm probably going to end up damaging something, and it's it's probably going to mean that I'm going to have to spend more time correcting it tomorrow. I could just stop, go and do something else, something completely unrelated, and you know, get ahead in in that way. Like I love that kind of um, that attitude, and that's something that I'm trying to do <laughs> more and more of. Because um, it doesn't. Because- I think I think we're all guilty of like wanting closure on that specific task. Yeah. So like we. Today I'm going to do this, and if I don't do this and I do something else, I'm totally not prepared, and I, yeah. it will be terrible. But if something comes up like that, you kind of have to. That there kind of has to be like a, a bit of maturity and like attitude change where we can go. You know what? Yeah. Today I can go and do a load of shitload of admin, get all my taxes sorted, yeah, and you know not worry about doing something physical because I fucking hurt myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and when yeah. I continue to hurt myself because I've now yeah. only got one working hand. Yeah, <laughs> so it's gonna exactly. be more. I like your example of the cat in the matrix, though, because that always, uh, as someone who loves the idea of their life being a bit of a movie, or I love my movie esque moments when something like that happens, or, or something very coincidental, or mm. it's it's as if somebody had written this into the script of whatever the hell my life is. Like, yeah, how in all of the changes and all of the different jobs and all of the moving that I've done it's you don't have to say like divine intelligence for, for any kind of weird religious aspects, but there's always something that I notice, or I try and really pay attention to those small moments of like, that was a total shift. Yeah. When that thing happened, that sent me to New York city, you know, this series of random events that didn't seem like they mean anything. Now, if I look back at it and go, Oh, well, that started, then that happened, then this thing happened, then my motorcycle broke down, so I sold it, and then I had the extra money to do the moving costs, and then, oh, oh, that started six months ago. 
I didn't yeah. realize that. But being able to look back um, with being able to look back and recall these moments of of the domino effect or the series of events that happened to lead me to whatever the next thing was is always really enlightening. And I feel like I only benefit from being able to to be a bit retroactive, you know, or retrospective in my own life, because I think that feeds uh, what we're talking about, which is taking note of those things. Sometimes you, yeah. it is in passing, but like the black cat in the matrix, you're just like, Oh, until someone asked him about it. Like, what did you see? Was it the exact yeah. same exactly. cat? So, so it's somebody, yeah. somebody else's knowledge that is then helping you with that situation. Cause you, otherwise you'd just be like, Oh, cat. Yeah. <laughs> but, but how often do you have people around that are able to go, uh, did, I mean, yeah. did you not realize that thing just happened? Yeah. That happens very seldom. So you have to get better about either recognizing it yourself or, I don't know, somehow taking note without anybody else around. I do like when there's the other influence of the other person around because that's when it feels really movie-esque. Yeah. Where you yeah. go, hey, Al, wh- the thing right there, did did you notice that thing? Because that's really <laughs> coincidental. And then it's like, oh, <laughs> shit. Yeah. Everything, everything totally explodes. I feel like even being... Uh, on the podcast with you guys a while back and starting this whole situation that we're in, it was being asked to do the podcast was great. And then when I saw the thumbnail go up and it was the original Zelda graphics, I was like, oh my God, these guys understand me. <laughs> I have to, I would have never thought to be on podcast. I like these guys. I would have never thought to meet them. And green fire is what brought Al and I together. And then yeah. now it's turned into this. But the series of events that led up to that don't even make sense. It was but, like but, zombie but weapon is... challenge, Al podcast. Now I'm here. But yeah, but yeah, what other? What other, without getting existential about it, you know, there's, there's a bit of like cognitive bias in that we we can project onto these like subtleties. Oh yes, yeah. and and that's how we kind of interpret them because that's how humans work. It's that that idea of like synchronicity where you kind of you 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 imbue meaning onto things. Which otherwise yeah. was significant, but it's just too much of a coincidence that, like, the fire thing and the zombie thing, and the, you know, like, what, what if, what if you were a total asshole? Yeah, <laughs> and just reached out to you and it'd just been like, oh, what do you mean, what yeah, if? Yeah, he just ignored me, or like, or he, you know, came back with some bullshit, you know, arrogant yeah. answer. It was like, no, it was just, it was like, not fate, but you know, it was, it was, well, same as Yandel, Steve, coming down to see you. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. What are the chances? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But then that, 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 if you look at it from the other side, it's like, well, then they're all opportunities. So yeah. everything is a sign. I mean, and it's just, it's just which ones you choose. Yeah. I was going to say that was one of the, the points I'd, um, I'd made, made note to kind of come back on is, um, Brett's point of, of things being like, uh, interconnected and, you know, that, that one moment there was six months that led up to that moment or six years or whatever. Like I wouldn't be doing this now if it wasn't for something that happened uh, 15 years ago mm-hmm. um, and me taking that first uh, blacksmithing class. Yeah. Um, but it's, I, I kind of have this weird, um, I guess, relationship with that kind of uh, thought process because part of me loves it and part of me loves the um the fact that actually you you kind of have to i don't want to say pay respect to but like you have to be 
conscious and aware of the fact that actually some of these things, you know, they, they kicked off years and years and years ago. But at the same time, I'm very much like you can't read too much into that and you can't rely on that too much. You have to accept at some point that, you know, it's, yes, that brought you to where you are now, but it's the decisions you make in that moment that define how that progresses. So it wasn't set up. It wasn't fated to be that. Yeah. I wasn't fated to be on this podcast with you two because I did a class 18 years ago, uh, 15 years ago, but without doing that class, it it possibly wouldn't have happened. And I mean, you've got the whole fucking that, that thing about like, Oh yeah, but you know, you would have taken another class or something else would have happened to bring you into the community because you've got that mindset and, and all of this. Um, but yeah, I think it's, it's, it's it's a weird um, kind of grey area of whether um, whether you can say that uh, something like any one particular event caused something because so often if there's that uh, Tim Minchin song about uh, if I hadn't found you I'd have probably found someone else <laughs> and like which is a brilliant song and it, and it is that it's that whole point of like actually that you know it's not that there isn't only one chance to do something or one opportunity to meet someone or do whatever like those chances and opportunities come up a lot you just have to be aware of when they're there and willing to take them when the time is right for you yeah this this is reminding me of the um it's a term that i remember hearing in the da vinci code it's symbologism Another made-up <laughs> word by Dan Brown. Scottomization or Scott Scottomization. It's like false, uh, falsifying what's there or your perception, right? So yeah, when he's going through, when Ian McKellen is talking through the entire part of of like, oh, you can see here in the in the Last Supper where there's like a triangle that's the chalice, and he's like, that's totally made up. That's not what that is. It's just people yeah. perceiving that, and then it becomes something, and then everybody takes meaning from it. Or it can have the opposite effect, which is it does mean something, but your perception doesn't see it, yeah. and so it's it's not like a willful ignorance, but it's it's you're not putting those pieces together, so they don't mean anything. And like Al was saying, it's this this constant battle for for does that mean something or does it not mean something? Do I take that as just a weird happenstance throughout the day or is it something meaningful? Like the idea that uh, those things come up all the time, like you were saying, Steve, or this isn't the first and only and last time that this thing will happen. These will be other opportunities or there will be other opportunities. I feel like it's hard to translate when, when they are the good thing or when you're perceiving things incorrectly or correctly, right? That's, that's absolutely a talent that some people have of knowing when to gamble on the thing or when to recognize those, those moments. Yeah. I mean, but then that's, I, the the word gambling just sparked something in my head then because it's when you, when you are starting to kind of like, like you said, when when you look at those signs as it were and you go oh yeah that's a good thing i should definitely follow that through or that's a bad thing i should ignore that or whatever like 
I think it's always a gamble. It's just how well you know the odds. And I think like like he was saying, like that that talent for knowing when to take it and when not to isn't necessarily knowing this is definitely good, this is definitely bad. It's more this sounds like it's more likely to be a good thing and kind of like knowing that actually odds on that's probably a good bet. Ah, um, right. But I think like for me anyway, I think I still kind of feel it's kind of like a gamble. Yeah. Uh, uh, gambling came up with me like a couple of times when you guys were talking, because we we're playing poker this weekend with my mates and collectively that group of friends who've never played poker before. Like I played poker with like yeah. at uni, college, whatever. We've never played poker before. And one of the lads got a Royal Flush. <laughs> Never seen a Royal Flush. It's like yeah. 2,000 to 1 odds to get a Royal Flush, something stupid like that. Yeah. And the first time we play poker together, someone gets a Royal Flush. And I'm just like, what, you know, what? The, we, didn't, we didn't play for very long. It wasn't like, you know, yeah. we didn't do that many hands. Um, and it was, it was just one of those coincidences. And everyone went mental and went crazy. And it was hilarious. But it's just like, what, what are the chances of that happening? And I don't mean yeah. like statistically, I just mean like, why did that happen? What's what's the odds? I went on um, the, the year after the millennium, so 2001, me and my mate went to the airport with a set of dice because we had no idea what we wanted to do for um, for New Year's Eve. Yeah. And we had no options. We had no like parties to go to or anything. So we literally just went to the airport and took some dice and rolled them and went, like, where should we fly to? And bought a flight on the, on the day and flew nice. there. And when we were on the train to the airport, we had three dice – and he just he asked me to guess what they were going to be, and I just guessed it in order. <laughs> First throw, we we weren't playing with the dice or anything. He just yeah. out of the blue just said like, "What's it?" I was like, two, three, two. <clears throat> and he rolled it in that order: two, then a three, then a two. <laughs> and it was just like we just knew then from then. And you know that that to me was not the the the, the sort of spiritual thing. There was nothing. Yeah. There's nothing. There's nothing untoward about statistics. Like people win the lottery. It's not you know. It's not yeah. an unbelievable thing. Um. But that to me was a sign that that night was going to be fucking epic, and it yeah. and it really was. It was like the craziest. Be- we went to Cologne. Oh, and nice. it, was just, it was the craziest, best, most insane nightclub New Year's yeah. Eve party I've ever been to. It was absolutely fantastic, um, and the story, you know, it, it, it all just kind of escalated and got better and better and better and better, and we knew that it was going to be that from this one indicator. So yeah. I think there's something there's something interesting in statistics and gambling and that that taking that risk. So whether it's like I'm gonna wing it, I'm gonna go for it, I'm I'm, I'm just gonna do that one last heat treat, or yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna like when I was starting to learn to turn with the lay that JP gave me, yeah. it's like can I just go a little bit thinner? You know, can I can I just push yeah. the boundaries of what I know? So like I've read the signs, but I'm just gonna take that risk, and I love that yeah. idea of like just playing with it a little bit. Yeah, you know, pushing you- the luck. Do you guys get the same uh, reaction from people? It's very typical here in the States, but if a few moments of luck happen or a few, uh, sorry, if if you experience a few regular moments of, of good things happening or some lucky things happening, it's very typical for people to say like, oh, you better go buy a lottery card or a lottery <laughs> yeah, ticket. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the same, yeah. Because it's, it's just... It, it's almost inherent in us when it's like, uh, things don't go this well this many times in a row or like yeah. this many things don't work out in yeah. your favor this often. And it it's, must it's be just a sign. Like, yeah. It's just like a humanistic reaction. I'm yeah. like, you don't get a good without like seven bads in a row yeah. 
or you don't get three goods in a row. You gotta <laughs> you gotta ride it and see how far that can possibly go. Because who but like knows? The, like, maybe... like the Badaminov complex. Like you don't notice them until you start paying attention to them. Yeah. Yes. So those things happening all the time. You know, there probably is yeah. twenty five goods in a row, but just because you haven't noticed the first two, yeah, you didn't get excited about it. So the the you know they they are there. Yeah. Or they pr- perhaps just weren't big enough for you to kind of yeah, really realize. Exactly. But then the second you do start obsessing about it, it's like, it must be a sign, it must be a sign. Exactly yeah. that, that happened to me, Brett. There's, there's these weird things going on with numbers that a couple of weeks ago to me, and I love numbers. Um, and I love maths. Um, and it, <laughs> and it, 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 these, these things, these patterns just kept like re- appearing to me. Um, and not in like a psycho, like serial killer way. There's just specific things that kept happening. It was like, you know, like the combination yeah. and like the time when I looked at the clock and things like that and, and the weight of something. And I was like, this is one of those th- moments. And I went to the to buy a lottery ticket and I just got there at the time that the numbers were. Yeah. And they closed. They like, ah. closed the lottery ticket counter because like you have to get them before like eight o'clock or something in yeah. the UK. Or seven or something because the draw's at eight. Yeah. And it was just like, ah, fuck. Like I fell for the trap. I was like, I fell for the, you've got to buy a lottery ticket. And I went yeah. to buy one and I was too late. And that was just like, that just summed it up. That was just like the, the metaphor yeah. for my life of ignoring signs and then eventually finally <laughs> listening to them and then missing the point entirely. Yeah. But see, because that, that's one of the things that, like, it, it's it's funny when you were talking about it, Brett, about like things stacking up and like good thing happening and then another good thing happening and another good thing happening. Like it, I find that really interesting because it, it's, it does always seem like, oh shit, you know, you have a sudden streak of good luck and a sudden streak of bad luck. And, and I think a lot of it, uh, has to do with your kind of, um, your mental state at the time. And I don't mean that in a like psychic powers way. I just mean, if you, if you're in a good mood and you're willing to look on the bright side of things and you're willing to see the positive in things, then generally, like, even if something happens, that's neutral, you're going to find a good spin on it. So you're yeah. going to say, oh, well, yeah, that was good because like it was when I was, uh, when I went to, when we had the class the other day, uh, the shoot the other day, and I went up through the um, lane and then when I came back down, so I could have eased, if I'd had, if I'd been having, having a bad day, I could have easily looked at that as, oh, for fuck's sakes, now I've got to either reverse all the way back round or I've got to spend 20 minutes taking the street down. But because I was in a really good mood, I was like, Oh yeah. fuck! Free wood, yay! Yeah, exactly. And um, <laughs> free wood, <laughs> and uh, and yeah. So I think like that, and I think that can help a lot. And I think, um, and I'm I'm sure Brett, you must get it so much um, because I get the same thing. Like people saying, "Oh, you're so lucky getting to do that for a living," or you know, "You're so lucky getting to." Because like with um, with Alex, <clears throat> I do consider myself to be very fortunate that I get to work. Uh, for someone like Al. Um, but the reason that I am working for him is because I typed into Google blacksmith near me and he was the closest blacksmith. Like, And it just so happened that uh, he was doing an event near somewhere that I was going to be one weekend and uh, went in, met him, got on well with him, and and that was fine. Like, and But all of the good things that have happened since then haven't been because of of luck it's been because you know i went and spent a few days working with him and thought actually i really like this guy i you know i i get on with him we have a similar sort of view on things and and all of that and it's i mean i i think I, i've i've said about it before on the podcast like things not being 
luck, but being not necessarily hard work, but just being open to opportunities. Um, yeah. And I think that's that's a big, big thing uh, that people don't appreciate is luck only happens if you're you're willing to put yourself out there and, and willing to to be available for those opportunities. It's like you don't win the lottery by not buying a ticket. Because um, one of uh, one of my friends saw me buying a lottery ticket or a scratch card, I think it was, and uh, and basically was like, "Oh, why the fuck are you buying one of them? Nobody ever wins them, or like the, the chances of winning them are like astronomical." I'm like, yeah, but if you don't buy it, then you're never gonna win. Like, so yeah, at least I, it might be one in a billion chance, but at least it's not a zero chance. Like, yeah, it, you've you've got to be out there and be available for those opportunities. And I think it's the same with the science. You've got to be kind of willing to to open. Saying open your eyes sounds so fucking wanky. <laughs> um, but, yeah, you, you can be willing to to kind of take those things on board. You can't just sit there with, you know, your head down, just concentrating on that one tiny little thing that you're working on. You've got to be a bit more aware of of the things around you. I think learn yes, absolutely. But then also, then learning to read the signs as well. I think is a different yeah. skill. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. <clears throat> I remember watching um, Chop with Chris making like a, a longbow. I think, um, and it was all like with a hatchet. Yeah, and just the process of making a longbow out of something like a, a, a limb from a tree that's like inherently has its own path. Yeah, wants to go in a certain direction and has its own strengths and weaknesses and everything. Just being able to read a bow, yeah, you know, and when you when you when you're tuning it and when you come in to bend it and stuff and and just you know following the grain with the axe, like it's going to yeah. tell you where you want to go because it's literally just going to slice between the grain, you know. So like yeah. you, it, it being able to read something. So I mean, you know, you guys working with metal so much, you just you you, you got to be able to read it. You got to be able to know, you know, when the color's gone. You know yeah. the sound. I've got. I've got to go off the sound, or I've got to go off the the feel of it. You know, literally, yeah. like it sounds differently when I'm hitting it. So that, you know, I need to get back in the heat, or yeah. something needs to happen, or you know, I've I've, I've worked hard and it or something. There's like there's all these signs with with all these kind of not organic materials, but like non homogeneous materials that that, that um, yeah. don't just behave like a sort of anonymous plastic yeah. where you know. You, you're basically just like working with like it, I always think of plastic as being like digital. Yeah, you know, it's just like it's it's either on or off. It's either plastic or it's not plastic. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas you know things things like organic materials or metal, you know, they have a grain structure, they have a, a life to them. Yeah, you've got to be able to read them. Yeah, um, and it's the same with food. Like I was like pit boss for the weekend. Um, you know, smoking yeah. brisket and and pork shoulder yeah. and stuff, and it's like you've got to read it. Yeah, you can't you can't follow a recipe like that. Like the amount of people ask me for recipes and like cookbooks and stuff, it's like that's not how you cook. You've yeah. got to be able to read the food, um, and look at the signs that it's giving off. You know, like it's giving off too much steam. It's like that bit's a little bit dry. This bit's a little bit tough. You know, like you can hear it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's what are those signs? Yeah, because that's one of the things we do with like when we obviously we do a lot of. Uh, wild cooking or fire cooking whatever you want to call it um and and with that there isn't a you know you, you can't set the fire to 400 degrees it's <laughs> it's gonna burn at whatever it's gonna burn at and and you have to like because obviously a lot of the recipes that we're doing for the book they they stay or state 
and you know until it's golden brown or until it's <laughs> until it's this or whatever like it, it just you can't say for 20 minutes or for half an hour it's however long it takes to cook and like exactly. say, you have to learn to read those signs and, pe- uh, and people always as long th- as it takes exactly and yeah. people always think i'm being like sort of blasé or facetious when they ask me when i'm cooking like how long's yeah. it been on for and i was like I-, I wasn't timing it yeah it's been the- on this long because that's what color the meat is yeah. How long? How long? When's it going to be ready? Yeah, I don't know. Like, it's not. <laughs> there's not a microwave with like a timer counting down. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, yeah, absolutely. Like, it, 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 being able to sort of adjust on the fly as well. So it's not just like, oh, I know the signs. I've seen that before. You know, I know what's going to happen. It's yeah. like, oh, I've seen that right switch, and then like a minute later, like, right, okay, going to read the next one and just that. Yeah, yeah we said not, that early on. Early on in the episode, it's the same thing. I'm not trying to start a new line of thinking, but we're kind of repeating a little bit. It's it's the idea that can you shift? Can you be a bit a bit lenient or a little bit more fluid with your actions afterwards? Yeah, yeah, like almost like being um, like say just and uh, because I think it's uh, the the trouble is you can't. There's no formula for reading signs because they come from so many different. places and and this is the thing is there's there's the argument that obviously you know without starting a fucking 10 hour long conversation about what is a sign and what (laughs) does it mean and where does it come from i believe the word you're looking for is symbology yeah (laughs) but like however you choose to to view these things like they come in so many different shapes and forms and from so many different directions you you can't just say, oh, when this happens, well, you can say when this happens, do this, but but for the more kind of um, abstract signs, there's no formula for that. You just have to, to like you say, you, you, you learn how to read those things. But they're, learn... they're, my, they're my favorite ones, the ones that yeah, yeah. people haven't told you about, yeah. where you discover it and you're like, oh, I know that this is going to do that because of my experience. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and and a little bit of a hunch, like I, you know, that I've I've discovered that this yeah. behaves in that way. Yeah, and, and, exactly. and, and, and so so I kind of know, and it's a little bit like, oh, you just know, like it talks to you. Yeah, and, and it is it is there's there's a romantic ideal about that, and especially with making that there is this kind of relationship with the with the the material and the, and, the, and the maker in that you you do have this little dialogue. Yeah, like my, my one of my old partners when I, when I um, opened a restaurant with him, he used to he used to always like have a go at me because I talk to food, <laughs> and I'd have like a little conversation with like a little bit of meat and be like, yeah, yeah. what's going on? Like, where, where, where yeah. are you feeling today? Where are we going to go? Like, what's yeah? Where's the best thing going to cut you? Where you know where I'm going to find the best like fat in this gravy yeah. and stuff like that? And it 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 was just me joking around and having a bit of fun, but like I was yeah. intrinsically having like a a, yeah. a quasi conversation with this inanimate fucking object because i think <laughs> that's what I the material and... yeah so i think i i think signs are two-way as well i think they're not yeah. just um markers left you know we're talking about like literal signs like a road yeah. sign it's like that's just purely objective like that's been yeah. put there because there's a corner coming up in the road you need to slow down yeah <laughs> <laughs> whereas these ones that you have to hunt for and find and interact with and, and as brett says adapt and change yeah you know i think there's a really nice dialogue there yeah, and, and I think that's the thing is they are very subjective because what, you know, say some thing A happens, yeah. 
I'm going to view it in one way. Brett's going to view it in another way. You're going to view it in another Absolutely. way. And, and we're all going to read our own uh, things out of it. And I think that all comes from um, from our own experiences. So, you know, like if if a bit of wood starts splitting, the experience that you have with that type of wood is going to change your view on how you view it compared to how I'm going to view it to however. And I think it's that's one of the things that I think is quite um, important about reading signs just sounds so fucking <laughs> like reading fucking astrology charts or something. Like it, yeah <laughs> like but like reading those signs i think it's something that comes with um with experience and the more you open yourself up to being able to read those signs and, and to uh or to having your own idea about what those signs means mm. you know you gain experience through doing that it's like you know if you give a a kid a bit of paper if they're never written on paper before they're going to end up sticking the pen straight through the paper because they're just going <laughs> ah! but you know but then they're going to slowly get the thing the the kind of the, get into the habit and go oh well that noise that's a sign that the paper's about to rip or when the paper gets really wet that's a sign that i've put too much felt tip on it so i'm gonna it's, go it's like you know that i've spent two days with children and paper and pens <laughs> and, and yeah. having to like explain that stop, <laughs> stop snapping all the crayons and shit <laughs> Yeah. Um, but that's the thing is, you know, you, you learn to do that and, and everyone learns to a certain degree uh, how to not put your pen through a paper, mm. but then you get people that have, that go further than that. And, you know, they become fantastic artists and they, they learn how to do other things with that paper that, that the average person would have never have, have thought of. And I think it's, I can't tell if you're trying to sneak in an event horizon reference, but <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe I was waiting for it. But, go on, uh, yeah. Go on, Brett. No, all that's making me think about is the poker thing all over again. Mm. Because if you're interacting with other people or if you're if there's another if there's an external influence or an outside influence on whatever this thing is you're trying to read, I like the way Al put it with the meat and the the inanimate object. Uh but when it comes to people, the poker half of poker is reading the other people around you, right? So reading yeah. the signs that they're giving off. Yeah. yeah. So if you're misinterpreting, if you're like, oh, I got a royal flush. This is a sign. I should go buy a lottery ticket. Everything's going great for me. But you're playing Texas Hold'em and something happened, or maybe not a royal flush. It's probably yeah. the wrong example to use, but you have a really high, high suit of a straight. I don't know. Yeah. Um, almost like in James Bond, right? He's reading all these signs. He's reading. I'm I'm talking about Casino Royale, yeah, with Daniel Craig. But he's reading all these signs, and Mads Mikkelsen is reading, and he he fakes a tell, and they're all trying to interpret it, the signs that they're giving off, only to turn out that like he was reading all the wrong stuff, and James wins because he has a straight flush, yeah. And so, in this specific example of the poker playing thing, that happens so often in something specific like poker, but I think that happens in the day-to-day as well, oh, where okay. you you absolutely are not understanding the other side of the things. Yeah, so yeah. You, you, you saying that you need to learn how to read these things or how we're all talking about how to interpret or how to get better at translating, Yeah, so much of it relies on the thing that you're interacting with. The wood will tell you where the wood wants to go because yeah. that's just where it is. It's mm. very black and white and binary. But even that is essentially objective because it grew that growth ring because that summer was particularly hot 
Do you yeah. know what I mean, it's it, it's all. Oh yeah, you could take but, it all the way down yeah. the rabbit hole yeah. and just go. Well, why are you like that though? Yeah. <laughs> and then the tree has a story for you. If we could yeah. talk and be like, yeah. oh, it was a brutal summer during the 1600s. <laughs> Let me tell you all about it. And yeah. I was planted by a guy 300 years prior to that. And let me tell you why we got planted where we did. Like you could take it so far back. The, the sign that you read of like the grain structure goes this way doesn't mean yeah, shit. There are no signs. Yeah, I mean, just facts. <laughs> <laughs> but but I think that that's uh, that kind of was quite a nice segue into the point that I was going to make, which is no, it wasn't. Like, <laughs> no, it kind of. <laughs> but but the fact that like you know there from my point of view, I I can see two kinds of signs, um, which I would consider to be real signs, like. Brett pointed out like that that bit of wood and you know all of a sudden there's that little tear or that little crack or mm. noise that you that makes you go oh, if I push this any further push, it's yeah, gonna I'll, break I'll stop pushing it yeah um and then there's the the more kind of abstract sort of signs that uh you know like oh I I just won that game of poker that means I should buy a lottery ticket like like those kind of or you know I should take a risk on this next project or or, or like you said like oh I've just found a thing in the skip that'd be perfect for this next <laughs> next project that's a sign that this is coming in. and i think like because i'm uh i i struggle with um with that kind of abstract sign thing like those uh those um those kind of coincidences that people say oh it's not a coincidence it's it's a sign I'm like no it, it's it's just a coincidence it's, it's a happy coincidence mm-hmm. But it's just a coincidence. Like I'm, I'm not a very. Um, I can't think of the word to use to describe it without sounding really offensive to anyone that is like that. Spiritual. Like, yeah, I'm not a very spiritual person, um, and uh, and I kind of I tend to believe in more kind of the the the, the facts and figures sort, sort of side of things, um, just because that's the way that I am. That's the way my brain works. Um, but I still, I still derive a certain amount of pleasure through those kind of those abstract signs and going like, yeah, I know this is just a coincidence, but I kind of like thinking of that as a sign because then it puts me in the right mental state to go and and do that thing. Mm. And you can kind of use that coincidence as a trigger to to make me go off and do that thing. Like, like I said uh, right at the beginning, where you know I'm sat on the sofa and all of the videos that come up are all of Brett making wonderful things and I'm sat in my pants going oh, I should really get up and do something <laughs> um but but yeah I, I just wondered what your guys like thoughts were on on those kind of uh the, the two types of sign there or whether you think there's any more or less or if you think I'm talking out my ass or what I was I was just thinking when you were talking about it is is the I think they're all transferable so I think the things that you notice in one thing <clears throat> It's just like a language thing, you know. Like you can read the same sign in something else. So it's almost like if you had like a universal translator, you'd be able to really just understand everything. Yeah, I think that's that's why I'm quite good at um, sort of winging it and and turning my hand to things because I I don't see a piece of wood as a piece of wood. I see it as a piece of meat. And yeah. I just think about it like that. So I read the signs that the wood's giving off, but I read them as meat signs if that makes sense so it's almost like it's like i i see i don't i don't see the matrix code i see blonde brunette redhead yeah so i think the the 
I don't think it's as binary as that. I don't think there's there's this type of sign and that type of sign. I think, okay. I think from my point of view, personally, they're all the same. Yeah, and it's just a case of like once you once you see those patterns, it it just becomes obvious in everything that all those patterns are the same. And you're like, oh yeah, that reminds me of that time that you know. I look. That's why I think that's why you have so many fucking analogies because <laughs> I see one thing in in something else. Yeah. I see you know people in numbers. I see sounds in colors. You know, I, everything to me is just like the same. It's just the same shit. Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> which is not I, the answer you're looking for. No, no, no. no. <laughs> well, that, that's why I asked the question because I I wanted a different point of view. Like I. I think I kind of no, that's a lie. I don't think I understand what you mean. I don't <laughs> understand what you mean at all because it's it's not how my brain works. Like to me, the those those real signs, that sign, no, that sound yeah. coming from a bit of wood is because this thing is happening because, and you can you know you can go right down and you can yeah to the like, atomic level and it's yeah like, you can that, figure out the yeah there's, there's physics there. behind it. I, lo- I love um, seeing those um those scans of like stress. You know they'll they'll get yeah. like a beam from like a a bridge and and they'll show that with the color with the scans i remember yeah. the first time i saw that i was like oh awesome you can like you can like read exactly yeah. what's going to happen and where where that little bit of plastic is going to break on that toy yeah with this cool scan and all these co- like heat maps of all that where the stresses are like yeah when i first saw that i was like that is how you read the world yeah that's amazing but see, but see that, that's the thing is like i say i i can kind of i can understand that uh those those real signs i can i I love going going into the physics of that but the the kind of abstract signs like for me yes you can you can trace that back down to you know the 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 cause of that thing but that cause is just you know it's a random thing there's no but that's that sounds to me like you're you're admitting some form of higher intelligence no, no, that's what I mean. If is, you're saying you're not spiritual, but you're saying there's another type of sign that's that can't be explained, Steve. What I don't know. That, 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 that's what I, <laughs> I mean. Though is I look at those things and I'm like, oh, that you know that you you see that thing and you think of it as yeah. a sign. But to me, it's just a it's just a coincidence. It just it just so happens that I was sat in my pants, not feeling very motivated, <laughs> and YouTube decided to show me a load of um, Brett's videos, sort of thing. Yeah. Like there's, to I mean, me, there's, that's that's that's. that's Sorry to piss on you, cereal, but that's a poor analogy because algorithms and social media are deliberately well, yeah, designed yeah. to do things that <laughs> specifically yeah. tailored for you. But yeah, those yeah. those those other ones, those coincidences, you know, it it's just human beings coping with yeah. unexpected yeah. data. Like we we create those links and those patterns because that's how we think. Yeah, yeah. we don't want to get we don't want to get lost when we wander off from the fire pit. Yeah, and and that's the thing is like I think those. Those kind of uh, those coincidental signs, those abstract signs, uh, they're more. They say more about us and what's yeah. going on in our subconscious than exactly. That's. That, I think that's the point I was trying to make. Is the fact that I don't. Think she looks like my mum. She looks like my mum. She looks like. My mom. <laughs> <laughs> but but the thing is, well, I, I I don't think there's any higher power that you know that's putting that that random bit of material that you happen to need in that skip it's just the <laughs> fact that because in the back of your head you're looking out for that that's why you suddenly yeah, see it absolutely. same as it, if if you buy a car all of a sudden you start seeing a shitload more of those cars <laughs> ever else because you're you're looking out for them sort of thing yeah um, yeah sorry go brett it, first off let me say this explains a lot about you being a doorman because it's like in or out <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i just had to get that out um but 
we are inherently always looking for a meaning in everything, right? That is that is like definitive. Um, sorry, it is almost the definition of like spirituality or religion or, or however you want to try and bend it. People are looking for a meaning in things, so mm-hmm. we are inherently wanting to find meanings in things or reading the signs in a certain way because it led to this and then what we're right or we're wrong about Mm -hmm. it. Like at least at that point, we know we have an answer. A lot of this is always looking for an answer, life, the universe and everything again, not to get super existential about it, but get down to the core meaning. It's it's you're looking for meaning in these signs, whether or not they go uh, beneficial or detrimental to whatever yeah. the outcome it's you're trying to find the answer did i do that thing did the outcome happen yes yeah. or no was i right wrong we want to be able to put those patterns together because like al said we're just we're looking to not stray from the fire too far or at least find yeah. our way back when we can it is so ingrained in us that translating that down to the materials that we work on it's I think we always want to try and find a meaning yeah. in either why we're doing it or why something didn't work. You know, oh, I I cut that piece of wood and it, it went weird on me. Well, why? Yeah. All yeah. I want to know is why. I'm looking for an answer. The meaning of why that thing happened becomes the yes or no or becomes the definitive that I'm looking for. Yeah. And... I will adhere to the fact that because of the movie thing that I mentioned earlier, like I, I do want to see these signs. It's not that I constantly think of some form of higher intelligence or this divine intelligence that's guiding me through life. That person is a bad writer, if that's the case. <laughs> <laughs> but it's for my own sake, and I'm very aware yeah. of that. Like I spent a lot of time alone, huddled in an apartment in Kansas city after like everything went to shit after a job and like stuff just didn't feel right. I couldn't read the signs. It felt like I was in a foreign country or I was just so completely illiterate of what was going on. I could not read the language that was being spoken to me. And that bred a lot of like introspection and a lot of well, maybe I'm misinterpreting this language mm-hmm. or misinterpreting these signs to where now I, I can say, I think I'm a little bit better at it, Yeah, but it is a constant struggle to figure out what decision leads to what outcome. Like, I don't think that's going to change. And I want to know that I'm reading the script correctly or I'm acting correctly to whatever this this weird series of circumstances that has that, been that's, kind of that's presented why I like to this me. idea of a that's why I like this idea of a dialogue. Yeah. So it's all well and good you being able to read the signs, but it's then how you react. Yes. And yeah. what you do and, and how confident you are and how you do it and did I answer the sign correctly? If yes. the sign's asking a question of me, is my answer right? Yeah. And and like you say, am I speaking the same language? Right. Do I need to translate the sign into something that's relevant to me? You know, I I think I Yes, that the, these these markers and these signposts are objective, but we can we can put a spin on them and we can make them our own. But yeah. this is why I never really get into uh, negative discussions about spirituality or religion. Yeah, again, not to change this into anything too serious, but I think belief systems, regardless of what you believe in, are personally very strengthening. And yeah. 
can benefit. Uh, it's so beneficial for whatever the hell you believe in. If you're reading the signs or the star charts or mm-hmm. God or whoever's talking yeah. to you, that's a dialogue that you're having with whatever the thing is. Yeah. Yeah. The stars are telling me this thing. Okay. Well, you believe that you're having a conversation with the stars or that they're talking and you're, you need to listen. Yeah. So I'm never going to fault anybody for doing uh, failures in the workshop versus failing to read the star chart correctly or the <laughs> yeah. Bible told you that you needed to do this thing. And I tried that thing and it really didn't work out for me. All right. Well, e- either because of your belief system you may have misinterpreted it or maybe it had a more subliminal meaning in the text and you didn't quite pick up on it. Like yeah. there's a lot of good that can come out of reading the signs of the thing that you want to yeah. have a conversation. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. The, 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 the problem in the world is that people don't pay attention and don't read the signs. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I really don't want to start a conversation about uh, like going into that side of things. And <laughs> it but, would be long. Yes, it would. But and and I I want to kind of agree with you, uh, Brett. Like I, the spirit spirituality, however you whatever your viewpoint is or whatever you want to believe in or what whatever. Like I have absolutely no problem with that. I think it's it like you say it's very strengthening. It could be quite empowering. I do have my own views when it comes to um, the other side of it. But again, I don't want to start ranting or anything. Um, but I think what what you were saying earlier on about wanting to see the 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 meaning behind um, something, so the meaning behind that that sign, like why is that that thing there? Why you know why did I notice that bit of material or whatever? Mm. Um, I think like that that's the thing is for me it's I'm I mean may, maybe this is why I'm not a particularly spiritual person because like to to put it i don't care like it's it's i'm more about the fact that right well i have seen that and that's triggered this thing in my head that make me, makes you think that i don't care why i've seen it i just care about the effect that that then has on me um whereas like something like oh why did i hear that noise in that bit of wood you know that's that's then going into um again going like going back to the, the physics side of it and i'm interested in the how and the how can I like why did this happen? How can I uh, figure out if it's going to happen again, or how can I avoid it from happening again? Um, for like those 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 negative signs, as it were. Um, but yeah, I think for for me, I I'm disinterested in in the the reasoning why that sign has appeared. I'm interested in in what that then triggers in my head. Whether it like I say, whether it is just seeing a a branch and going oh, fuck, that branch has made me think that maybe I should make this thing that looks <laughs> like this and has got a thing pointing out here. That'd be fucking great. Like, I'm not interested in uh, why that, you know, why I noticed that or where that sign came from. I, I'm i just interested in what it then does in my head. I is love... The, is this then, is this, I think we're opening like a Pandora's box here. Is this like the whole sort of path to creativity? Just then when you said about the branch, like, is this how we make things and how we become creative? Ooh. People who don't read the signs are just like, they're just seeing th- things as things and there's no inspiration there. They don't, they don't, there's, you know, it's everything is literal. Well, that, that, that's Whereas the people thing. who are willing to read things and go, oh, that could be this, that could be that. 
you know that wants to be set free that you know the yeah. the, the the michelangelo statue within a, a lump of rock thing it's like yeah but but then i suppose you could say that's you you could almost flip that over and say that well you're only going to see the signs if you are already a creative person sort of thing because you're mm. you've opened up those kind of pathways hey, in your head. i will interject that with what we have been touching on though that it's a language if yes. you choose to yeah. learn the language you can learn the language it's all about how much work and how open to yeah learning it and the more you do that the more you can then so you you know you, you learn german you can then you have an insight into dutch yeah because there's a lot of similar you know thoughts yeah. and words and processes and, and but origins i i will say this not to defend anything but the idea that anybody can do anything if you're just open to it like that there are still going to be restrictions yeah, 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 yeah. i tried Absolutely. learning a slavic language and that just didn't happen <laughs> like no thank you and my my spanish is minimal and i was decent at french for a, a period of time yeah but all very like conversational but some of them really just clicked like this makes yeah. sense with how my mouth moves yeah. yeah so this language is more comfortable for me to speak absolutely and I, I mentioned it on an earlier podcast, but my most, uh, the language that I'm most prevalent in is is visualization, right? So I don't care who it is on the planet or what language they natively speak. I will draw you a picture of the thing that I'm talking about because yeah. I think I can convey my ideas in pictogram form. <laughs> and that is something that I will always hold as like, let me interpret this language that I know. You know what a bicycle looks like. I will draw two circles and a triangle in the middle, and we'll get there. <laughs> I promise we'll get there. Yeah, that, I I uh, I really like that, and I really like that uh, the 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 kind of concept that you were uh, touching on, Al, of of it being um, it, it being very much connected to to someone's creativity. Um, I love that. Well done. Yeah. Yeah, because it, it's it's true. You know, if if you like, there's there. Uh, one of my artist friends has uh, this long rant that he'll occasionally go on about um, just because you can draw a photorealistic rendering of an object or a person or whatever that you've seen doesn't necessarily mean that you're a creative person. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Absolutely. Um, it means you're with a pencil. Yeah, exactly. It, it means you've learned those techniques. You've learned how to photocopy something using your body, not a photocopier. It's. Um, I'm not going to say that's not difficult, but oh, yeah, 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 oh, yeah, not yeah, impressive. Yeah. It's just not yeah. necessarily art or creativity. Yeah, um, and then that's the thing is you go onto the whole um, what, what is, is art? art and yeah. Oh um, God! But, I, but which is <laughs> why I think Steve, wrap it up. <laughs> which is why I think saying cre- creativity is a much better word to use rather than art yeah um and that, that that's the thing is i think like this whole uh thing that we've been talking about it's i like i'm the first to admit that i was a little bit dubious when you said let's talk about science because it can so easily fall into um like a a, a spiritual uh yeah. like or the spiritual territory um and i think it's really nice to kind of wrap things up by talking about the fact that actually it comes down to creativity and creativity, not just um, physical creativity, but mental creativity, being able to, um, to see those, 
see those things and see more than just the parts that they're more than just the physical atoms that are there being able to see that meaning behind it whether that meaning is something that is entirely within your subconscious or if there is something else out there that's that's put that there for a reason but having the the mental creativity to be able to see that understand that and um uh translate that uh into your own head i think that is is a really important um skill it's a very beneficial skill and as you've probably guessed i think it's spiffing it took you long enough Uh, yes, sub. Sub, which means I'm going to go first. Uh, so we've been talking about signs a little bit, and I think we've kind of discussed that you um, that if if you want to read signs, you kind of have to have a little bit of experience and know a little bit of uh, of, of almost like knowing a bit of history to then know how to read those signs in the future which segues beautifully (laughs) into my uh spiffy this week which is uh, a podcast called half-assed histories uh it's by an australian guy so we spent asked properly it's not ass it's a-r-s-e um and hyphenated as well so half hyphen asked history today Uh, on spellcast (laughs) uh it's basically it's this uh, Australian science, uh, science, no, history major, um, just going over history and talking about it in like a, a really easy, relatable way. Yeah. Uh, not, bless you, not going Sorry. into uh, too much um, detail or anything and like kind of skipping over the bits, adding a bit of uh, lighthearted comedy to it, to it, all in an Australian accent. And he does a couple of ones on Australian history and his accent gets so much stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's good fun. It's really nice to have on kind of uh, in the background as something as a way to kind of pick up some interesting tip, little tidbits, um, but isn't too heavy and boring. It's something you can actually listen to and not, uh, not get bored with it straight away. Um, so yeah, I think he is spiffing. Uh Nice. Is next? Yes, uh, mine is yes. absolutely unrelated, nothing to do with signs. Um, I just really want to spiff everyone that's taken part in the spacesuit challenge. Yeah, they look really good, and I'm really jealous. Yeah, um, and wish I had the time to do it, but I would not. But I would much more more enjoy seeing the other people and how much effort they put in as well. I think it's a real. Obviously, it's a challenge to make a spacesuit, but <laughs> I think the amount of effort that's gone in, and they just look all so great and creative. So, yeah, yes, you were all spiffing. Good shout! Yeah, there's been some really fun ones coming up, uh, come up already, um, and there's a few that I think they're going to be releasing like full videos and stuff of the builds, which I'm quite looking forward to seeing. Mm. Uh, Brett, yeah, you? I am. I, I received a sign from the YouTubes, which yeah. is a total lie. Um, <clears throat> for those of you that may have watched the hammer that I attempted doing a forge weld, wrought iron situation, um, only a few days after I finished that, or or a few days ago, 
John from Black Bear Forge, who has a delightful YouTube channel that is, as far as I'm concerned, great for beginners or intermediates, anybody that really just wants to learn a lot of different techniques and a lot of tools and process and everything like that. He's just like a jolly middle to slightly older than middle-aged man (laughs) who is nothing but kind and willing to share all of his information. But he did uh, like a Viking-style hammer where it was wrought iron forge-welded with the tool steel or whatever. Like Same kind of process and I kind of wish I would have had that a week earlier because he did a few tips and tricks in there that I might have helped me achieve my goal. Yeah. Um, but I'll just, you know, I'll keep that in my pocket that, that like maybe next time I don't jump ahead and I, I wait, maybe John throws me something. <laughs> Read nice. the signs accordingly. Yeah. But John Blackbird Forge, he's, he's just a super nice guy and he's doing, he's doing good things for teaching all of us youngsters. Yeah, no, that's a good shout. I um, I haven't ever actually interacted with him myself, but I uh, know a few people that have, and they've all said what a lovely chap he is. So, yes. yeah, good shout. Uh, is there any other business? I've got some. I've, I've got, got some. some. You go first. Everyone's back. got some. All right. Yay. Uh, I just wanted to say good job, Sharon, because she made a fizz gig. <laughs> Yes. Because Dark Crystal came out this weekend that we're recording. So if anybody is a fan of Jim Henson movies and practical effects and the things that we grew up with, um, I'm really excited to watch it. I, I'm trying to keep my expectations low because it's been 30 years. But go watch the Dark Crystal. It's out. Practical effects. Brian Henson and... It's Brian Henson, right? His son? Yeah. Uh, yeah, whatever. Taylor. Uh, anyway, I at least saw the opening credits before I passed out. <laughs> and it's all Brian Froud, Jim Henson, Brian Henson, the, the whole uh, design team and concepts are still getting pulled from the original stuff. So if you're a fan, yeah. could be fun. I feel like anybody that's into like puppetry or practical effects would also really enjoy just being able to kind of pick apart the scenes. There's yeah. so much going on, which is reminiscent of the originals, but every Jim Henson movie and especially the Jim Henson, Brian Froud stuff were insane. Like if you try and deconstruct a scene, there's like a little dragonfly way back in the corner that no one would notice, but it had to be there because it just, it set the scene better. And there's so much of that already going on in like the quarter of the first episode I've watched. So whatever. Sharon, good job on FizzGig. That was great. Yeah, very, very good shout. Uh, anyone, what's, yours? Else? what's your business? Mine? Yeah. Uh, well, I've got a couple considering that Brett's not said the other one. I've uh, also got a couple. You go. Cool. Uh, first one is this weekend. When, it, when you hear this, it'll be this weekend, uh, is the Yandles show, uh, or Yandles, as uh, Joe says. And I definitely take the piss out of him every time he says it. Uh, yeah, it's the Yandle show. So we will, uh, well, I was going to say we will all. Brett won't be there because it's far. Um, but he waves. He waves at you. Uh, yeah, we, we we will both be there. There's going to be lots of other makers there. Lots of fun people there. 
Um, it should be a really good show. There should be some good stuff going on. There is going to be a uh, a bit of a maker meetup afterwards as well on the Saturday, um, which is kind of I say the unofficial Fools of Tools 100. That's that's a lie. It just happens to fall on the same weekend as uh, we're recording the uh, episode. Um, but yeah, uh, it's going to be really good fun. If you're in the UK and can get down to the Southwest, I would strongly recommend coming along and seeing what is going on because it's it's, it's good. Also, Dan Dandles will be there. Uh, and he has a... The real question is, will Jandles be there? See, that's that's the thing. Is if they wear their matching dungarees, <laughs> dungarees, dungarees, it's worth the trip. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yes. So there's that. Uh, there's obviously the other thing that Brett didn't mention, but you go now. You're not going to say the oh. other thing. Well, I, I was. I didn't know if that was going to be one of your. No, things. you say the other thing. Okay, cool. Mine's more uh, of a wrap the, up. Okay, cool. Uh, the other thing is the latest Kurt, Kurt Gazak uh, video. Kurt Gazak. Uh, that's almost what I said. Uh, Kurt the Gert. Yeah, the, the Gert Z. Uh, yeah, that that channel uh, who we've spiffed a few times. Um, they did a an animation video this week. Uh, it came out a few hours ago. It's um, it's basically the. Uh, an animation over a piece of fiction, um, which is a kind of uh, drift away from what they normally do, because it's normally a very factual channel. Um, and this was just a really nice animation over um, a short story. It was quite beautiful, quite lovely. Uh, I very much enjoyed it and had to stop cooking uh, whilst I was watching it. Brett had to... Uh, I pulled over it. to the side of the road. <laughs> yeah, to, to watch it. Um yeah. Uh, I don't know if Al was. Is, I don't know, know if Al's even seen it yet. I've not seen it yet. No, I've, I've literally yeah. just got home. I've got home and started a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Al's got that to look forward to. Um, go yeah, watch uh, it. It's great. Yeah, go watch it. It's it's really nice. Cool. Uh, Al. Uh, yes. So a couple of things. So at the start of the show, Steve basically made it abundantly clear that we're not talking about signs, like actual signs. But as a graphic designer who pretty much just makes signs for a living, I, I <laughs> couldn't feel like I couldn't talk about literal signs, not figurative signs. Um, yeah, obviously, I make signs for a living. That's what I do. Um, yeah. My first job, like uh, in the UK, we do like work placement, Brett. I don't know if it's something you do when you're like 14, 15, you go and work in a like a professional company for a week. Yeah. Just to see what it's like to be a mechanic or whatever. Yeah. Um, and mine was at a sign maker's. Um, and I fucking loved it. And, I, you know, it was all um, vinyl and, you know, uh, plotters and big format printing and wrapping vehicles and but also, like, lots of DIY stuff, so lots of, like, making light frames and boxes and signage, you know, kind of a lot of the stuff that, like, Jimmy does for brands. Yeah. Because um, the whole point of having a brand is a, it's a sign and it's a signpost and mm-hmm. having huge ones on the side of buildings and on the side of vehicles is, is a great way to communicate that brand. So yeah. it's been in my life for a long time. Um, but what I didn't know, um, my, my granddad was a mechanic and he passed away when I was very young. Um, but then my mum was like, do you want granddad's old paintbrushes? And I was like, 
they didn't used to paint brushes cars with brushes mum that would be you know like <laughs> i'm pretty sure it wasn't he was not that old he's like no he's, he's sign painting brushes i was like what do you mean he's like well, he was a sign painter and i never knew this um, oh, right. and so and so my mum's got this beautiful set of like all the really elaborate sign painting brushes and what he did nice. he, he would do the signage on vehicles nice. so like really beautiful branded stuff on on company vehicles that was all obviously yeah. done before hand by hand before yeah. there was uh, vinyl digital printing whatever yeah um and terrible uh american like <laughs> truck uh, spray printing of like <laughs> elvis and stuff that you have in the back yeah. um yeah, so it's 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 literally in my blood. It's, it's sign making, um, and I was lucky enough to meet Mike Mayer, who is a, a an American sign writer. Um, he's an amazing character, and he's in a film called The Sign Writers. I think it's called, uh, which is a really cool, like documentary film about <laughs> people who still make. I remember watching that. That's yeah. all flooding back to me. That's awesome. <laughs> he's like a crazy cool character with like a huge big mustache, and he's written. Yeah, but he, he but. Basically, there's, there's relevance to this. He he talks about reading signs and not in the literal sense, but like the way that you design signs is very purposeful. So, like if you've got something that's on a highway and people are driving past it, you need to use certain letter forms because you can't yeah. read them when you, they're going past you. So, yeah, capital letters can't be read at speed because there's, there's too many horizontal lines. So he's saying if ever he's drawing anything on a billboard, he always uses lowercase. It's less shouty, but it's actually easier to read when you're moving past it. And it was all just about like the the. Um, he was a beautiful artist, and everything was really creative and looked nice. But he was also talking about like the pragmatic, objective side of sign making, and why you use certain colors. You know why there's so much pink neon in car showroom windows. It's like yeah. to fucking see it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's not that there was they had a job deal on pink paint. It's that like it's bright yeah. and it stands out. Um, but the videos. The film is a really cool film. Um, it's a really nice insight into sort of a, unfortunately, a dying craft um, yeah. and sign painting. But it even goes down to like you know the guys in uh, fruit and veg markets that that write their beautiful you know come buy your pound of strawberries for five dollars yeah. that kind of stuff. Um, it's really interesting. So I, I suggest drop it in the show, Steve. I'm pretty sure it's called Sign Painters the movie, but I'll I'll yeah. find that out. But um, yeah. yeah, it's just real signs, not. Nice metaphorical signs. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. No, if you can, I think I will drop that in the shows now. Cool. Uh, cool. Uh, is that it? Was that? Did you have another one as well? It was kind of the two for of, of my sign sign blood, and then yeah. that film because it's awesome. Okay, cool. Yes, it is. Uh, I think um, uh, fucking dickface uh, Tim uh, does sign writing as well, or used to do some yes. sign writing. Yeah, he does. Um, uh, yeah. Anyway. Uh, Moving away from people that we know, if you want to get hold of us, you can find us on all the usual social media places. Why can I never say social media? Fuck. Uh, all the normal internet places. You can find me at Moonshine Networks. You can find Brett at Skull and Spade 13. And you can find Al at Al's Hack Shack. Al <laughs> Yes. And if you want to get hold of us as a group, you can find us uh, on Instagram at FWT Podcast, where you can see all of the lovely thumbnails that we do. That, well, how does <laughs> Chris uh, Angel? Chris Angel, uh, <laughs> uh, which yeah, normally involves Brett looking or you know, being photoshopped onto something. Uh, 
So good. There's no <laughs> photographs of you, Steve. If I could find photographs of your face, I'd put them on things. <laughs> uh, what else? Um, yeah, uh, uh, we're also we also have a website and where the shows are sometimes, and the Facebook group where we have a wonderful community of lovely people and the occasional dickhead uh like dan uh that's it so love you guys bye, bye.